Matchday Live Extra, I'm Mikey Burrows, the Hall of Famer Andy Thompson alongside me reacting at Goodison to Everton nil, Wolves 1. Connor Cody of all people heading home early in the second half to give Wolves the victory. John Joe Kenny was sent off rather late in the game but it wouldn't have mattered because Wolves were completely dominant in the second period. They had 67% possession in the second period alone and 10 shots to Everton's 4. They really stepped it up after a first half that had seen Wolves just edge the possession but have the same amount of shots and only one of which was on target. It was the epitome, Andy Thompson, of a slow beginning but the longer that game went on, almost past the half-hour mark, it simply became a case of when, really, Wolves were going to take it by the scruff of the net. Well, they were. They were in control. So, look, as it went through that first half, probably about 15 minutes into that first half, Wolves started to show signs that they were controlling the game. So, look, they controlled the game going in. Um at half time so but when they did come out of the second half that was when you saw the change so it looked like Dendonk played more advanced uh, from that midfield, midfield role where he had a little bit more deeper in the second in the first half more advanced he was closer up to Jimenez he had Pedence who was in touch with him as well and it caused problems for Everton Everton couldn't deal with the actual uh, advancement of him so like the way that he went up there uh, caused them problems but it was also as well sharpness of the passing the sharpness of the touch the movement uh, Neves again magnificent in that central position passing the ball him and Matinho controlling the game uh, but it was all about Salah making sure that you got some kind of victory or got some chances and it come from that man again wasn't it with the quality Neves with a perfect cross on the move a little bit of whip on it pace on the ball coming in and we talk about care and ability in that top third and then he puts it into an area where he knows his players are going to attack and on the end of it was Conor Cody with a great header beyond Pickford. It was a goal that uh, even Chris Awelamo would have been proud of. Looms has been watching at home for us today. That was a lovely header, wasn't it, Chris Awelamo? Fantastic header, Mikey. Absolutely excellent. You know, I think uh, the cross the cross was excellent. I've got I've got to say, I think rules today with the with the ball uh, were outstanding. Uh, both halves, first half. Kept it, kept possession, never really created much, you know. But second half, that's that's the rules that we know, you know. I think uh, got the goal, they managed the game ever ever so well. Uh, used the ball, you know. Some of the passages in like Neves and Matinho, always an option, no matter how tight it was. Sometimes I'm sitting looking at it, thinking you shouldn't really receive the ball there. You shouldn't really be wanting it because there's two, three Everton players just waiting to to, to kind of to press you. And Matinho just he won't even touch the ball. He'll just let it roll past him, uh, and, and then just pass it out with the outside of his right foot. It, some of the some of the some of the play was excellent. Neves, uh, I mean uh, Jimenez was was he, that's what strikers works all about. Hold up play. The players were able to get up and support. He always wanted it. His touch was on point. The physicality was excellent. I'm just disappointed that his perfect record is uh, is, is you have to kick on. You'll be you'll be. He'll be, uh, he'll be disappointed with that one, you know, but all round it was excellent. Sat in the first half, you know what, they had a few chances. He, he was excellent on his front foot, you know, anticipating things, uh, nullifying the danger. Uh, and like you say, Johnny, great to see him back. Some of the challenges, some of the passages, some of the work right up and down that right-hand side. There's positives throughout. He called it, Mikey, Dendonka, a little bit more advanced. So what was the message first half? Was it to sit in and protect? just to kind of give uh, Neves and Matino that little bit more protection. And then second half, obviously, we, we, we how well we kept the ball. We knew we were going to be dominant, but it was all important to get that goal. 
you've seen the confidence in, in, in the group it went up and that's my only criticism should have been more goals should have been more goals you know that, that we're down to 10 men I know it was late on but we were dominant and every every start we, we, we beat them today uh, and they look in real 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 big trouble yeah, I want to I want to pick up on a, a point you made in there, Looms, about Jose Sarr, really, because in the in the realms of uh, a one nil victory, it might not necessarily get a huge amount of of interest in it or discussion about him. But that's his eleventh clean sheet now, and there was a spell, wasn't there, in the opening twenty minutes, whereby Rashalison got in behind him relatively early or got in behind yeah. Kilman early, but Jose Sarr was alert to it. And even that one that was offside in the second half, that he does brilliantly to stop him, Richarlison, in his tracks. He just, he had a, apart from one kick at the end, he had a near flawless game. No, it was perfect. Perfect. You, you've got to remember Damari Gray as well in the first half. Obviously, that one that you're talking about uh, with Delhi Alley. You know, he's alive to it. He reads the game so well. You know, in my opinion, he could probably go out and do a job as an outfield player. He's that comfortable with it, with the ball at his feet, isn't he? And I know that's a, a that's like a, that's what managers want from their goalkeepers now. But as a shot stopper, as as someone that comes out and, and is dominant and claims crosses and uh, and is vocal, you know, I think he's outstanding. He's come in and he's he has he lights up the place. You've got to remember his distribution as well, the attacks that he starts. You know. That's because that's obviously what what Bruno Lage is, is 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 saying to him. You know, you're you're the point man. If you see something, you've got that quality. You can you can get us going. And and when you've got the willing winners of of, of Pedence and Jimenez, and obviously he Chang Wan, obviously he went off injured. Uh, hopefully that's not a serious one. But like you said, that's that's that that team delivered a near perfect performance. If there was a couple more goals there, I'd have been delighted. Because like Josie Sar, that's what his job is. It's to, it's, to, it's, to, it's to stop shots, come out and claim crosses, you know. But like you say, I live it. That's his eleventh clean sheet. That says it all, you know what? That that says the quality of of, of the man, uh, and he works hard. He gets pushed hard, but he delivers more often than not, Mikey. He was impressive, but Andy Thompson talked to me about Ruben Neves because there were moments in that second half that almost took your breath away watching him. He's I said it the other night, majestic. The way he moves, yeah. the way he flows, the way he reads the game, the way he pings passes inside the boot, outside of the boot. He's not there almost everywhere. It, it's like like a great boxer who can see those punches coming. That was Neves today. Yeah, it was. He's it, totally in control of the game, isn't he? So you watch him play and he just shows you the quality of him. So look, he was, he's 25 now, but he's controlling games. He's controlling games in this Premier League, which is a tough league, coming up against... Uh, top class players and it's all about the quality that he's got and again he say you watch everything that he does he makes the game so look so easy and that's what the quality players do they make the game look so easy with the way that he just keeps moving the ball we saw two or three times today where he's got three or three or four players coming towards him he doesn't get flustered he knows what he can do he knows what he can do with the ball and he just keeps passing it around he said his touch his drag backs uh, it looks like he gives him so much time on the ball and that that shows the quality that he's got about the quality that he's got on the ball when he wants to pass the ball the range of passing you saw one in the second half as well he's hit one straight into the path he even had like backspin on it so that Johnny could just run onto it so he, he didn't skid away from him and, and that just shows you what he can actually do with the football and we, and we speak about him um, the way that he's played this year and there's no doubt about it he's a quality player and we're fortunate to have him I think Loomis do you want to come in let's 
Talk to yeah, me about I your think, view of Neves today. I think he's, you know what, he, he's near perfect, isn't he? You know, I think uh, he, he has a plan. He looks after himself. He's professional, you know, and that's evident. But what a footballer, you know, the touch, his awareness, his vision. Before he receives the ball, he knows exactly where it's going. And he's, he's explored all three, four options in his mind before he actually takes his first touch. He's got the his distribution from the from the ground uh, is is excellent. I mean, I mean, his his range of passing is 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 excellent. Yeah, okay. The cross that he's put in, outstanding. You know, he's could, could can he can he pick up a little bit more at the edge of the box? But I think he's doing all that. You know, it was a game that he had to just make sure that we were composed. He had to take his touch, keep possession of the ball. He was always an outlet. If it was coming back from Pedens, Jimenez, he was always wanting the ball. Like I said earlier about Matinho and Neves, they were receiving the ball when when Everton were in a high press. It was that tight and fair play to the likes of Saiz and Cody and, and Kilman to, to always just bounce off them because it kills it kills forwards. You know, when you're going to press, you think, oh, I'm going to get this. They're under pressure. Then all of a sudden, like you say, as composed as they are, it just goes through. But uh, Matinho and Neves, they were an option. Always wanting the ball, no matter how tightly they were getting marshaled. Uh, and like you say, they always came out. It was always they, we kept the ball so well. I think we battered them. I yeah. don't know what the stats are possession wise, but it was what sixty two to thirty eight uh, all round. But the second half was sixty seven to thirty three uh, in Wolves' favour. And I've got to say, it was it was evident. But they are a vital part, you know. And I just feel that that is something that works very well for me, you know. With the likes of Dindonka, a little bit more advanced, a little bit more physical. He, he he makes those those kind of third deep runs and it maybe allows uh, the likes of Neves and Matinho that little bit more freedom to actually just sit sit and stay and receive the ball and, and just have the game in front of them. Uh, I think that, that those three work really, really well today. Yeah, I'll say, look, I'm just looking in that, especially the second half as well. We talk about uh, Neves, Salok, defensive, doing his defensive duties. But I tell you what, there was about three or four times in that second half, he's run 40, 50 yards to get up to the edge of the box when we were breaking out to offer uh, his play there. Okay, it didn't come to him two or three of the times because they chose another option. But it just shows that his determination to get up and down the field. We talk about how athletic he is. Uh, we talk about the way that he plays. And it just shows that his work rate up and down the field is unbelievable. And he's the modern day... Midfielder, all-round midfielder, isn't he? So the way that he plays and his ability on the ball is, is like I say, at the minute, I think it'll be hard to say that he's, he's second to none at the minute. Well, he had a really impressive game. There were some other really impressive performances as well. Uh, Martin says, too easy. Those drop points at Arsenal and West Ham could haunt us in the end. What a player Ruben Neves is. Uh, Matty says, I'm thinking I want to kiss you, Burrows. That was his reaction. Uh, thanks, thanks <laughs> there you go, that. mate. So you've yeah. had a tent, you've had a I kiss mean, option. So there you go, mate. Yeah, there you go, mate. Yeah, I'll tell you what. He's always, he's always saying that he wants no, hang to on, nothing. Hang on, the tent wasn't. The tent was for you, not for me. Yeah, what but are you talking I, think, about? I think you're the one who might need the tent, mate. <laughs> um, Mark says on number eight was another level. Stu says great result. Wish Trincao had buried that shot. Uh, Paul says thought we risked giving Everton a chance by being too passive, but the stat of no first half goals conceded in the last 14 away games is amazing and gave us the platform to come out in the second half and get the win delighted Alex says good result in the end solid is probably the most appropriate word Everton pushed and we were composed uh, 
Another one, Peter says, professional job done. Got team right. What do we know? Uh, Alistair says, it reminded me of my cat toying with a mouse, but we should have scored a second. I would say best performance yeah. of the season. And Sam says, seasons are defined by grinding results out on your bad days. Very happy with how we held on there. Not everybody was delighted though danny says still carrying certain passengers in dendonka and saiz that if we replaced we'd be an even better team i, I think i've got to go against that danny i thought leander dendonka and i think tomo agreed yeah. had a really good game today i, I thought dendonka had a good game especially the second half i thought yeah. he was more advanced in that second half um and he turned settled everton i thought that it said the way that he played um again first half i think the, the consolidated the way that we were playing I think they tried to frustrate Everton in that first half. Started to grow into it about halfway through where they got more of the ball, started to offer a little bit more, even though we didn't create that many chances in front of goal. But in the second half, straight from the whistle, so look, they come out there, they were a lot more advanced. The passing was a lot better <coughs> and sharper and it caused problems for Everton. So look, and even with the 11 men, Everton was struggling to uh, contain Wolves. Um, and yeah, the only thing that was missing for me was more goals and there should have been more goals we had opportunities on the break we had four against three a couple of times we had three against three uh, numerous times as well um, and unfortunately we just selected the wrong the wrong option and that's where we've got to get better that's where we've got to make sure we are more clinical we did it better against Watford okay we did it better against Watford where we picked those options and we ended up getting the four goals but today, today again clean sheet wins you the game Defended it well as a team, made it difficult for Everton to get any uh, momentum in that second half. And for me, I thought that it was quite comfortable in the end. Yeah, and I I get... on the on the Saiz thing, uh, I felt that that Marcel and, and Saiz were. Uh, it was just a, commu- a breakdown of communication yeah. uh, on, on num- numerous occasions. Now you got to remember when when Ryan Nuri's playing there, he will leave Saiz to go and do all the the, the physical stuff but he'll always want the ball. And I just think that Marsal has to understand that Saiz is, 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 is the main one and he has to then make sure that he goes and, and picks up that second ball. But it's the defender in Marsal that's going to try and win it and get that, that header. There's a few times they got in each other's way and I think that's something that, that that will get better. You know, they'll, they'll understand each other, but you can see that that's... Uh, that was, a, that was a bit of a misunderstanding, especially the first half. Anyway. Yeah, I was going to say, it was the first half. I thought that Marcel was a little bit more advanced in the in the second half, wasn't he? When he was able to yeah. get the ball out of his feet, Saiz, and, and get it to him. Yeah, I but think... that's, Tomo, that's, that's what we want from Marcel. We want yeah. him to be advanced. Exactly, but, mate. But that's, that's what I'm saying. But I thought that we looked, we looked better, yeah. more advanced. Johnny was more advanced on this right-hand side. But I think Marcel being more advanced... It means that say, look, they can push on a little bit quicker and get at Everton a lot quicker than they did in that first half. I thought we were a little bit deeper in the first half, and I'm sure that I think I think that was I think that was Bruno Lage's yeah, plan. I yeah. think sit a little bit deeper. Let's see what we can. Let's just try and keep the ball, and then obviously second half we kick on because we know that we've, we've got that 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 energy. But like you say, Marcel has to understand that that he's when he's in that position, he's an he's an outlet for us. So he has to let Saiz come and be dominant. And you know, obviously, that's that's uh, it was uh, Anthony Gordon was getting a little bit of joy uh, down that down that right hand side for them. So, so again, it's, it's it's just the defender in Marcel that wants to go and compete, wants to go and win that header. But when he's in that position, it's not his it's not his be all, it's not his first uh, responsibility. His responsibility is winning the second ball when Saiz wins it. And I just feel that that communication has to be better. If, if that's me just picking it. 
what, 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 you know what I mean? It was a fantastic performance. Yeah. But like you say, that's uh, we're being a bit over overcritical there. Um, I'm interested in both your thoughts as to to kind of assessing where we are after this little run of fixtures because, you know, in games against the teams arguably in and around us, potential European rivals, we didn't play great and we got beat. Yeah. We've now beaten no, make two it, make it, make it, make it, make it. No, no. Because I, I know this is, I know what you're doing now. You're trying to get this reaction again. Now, you look, you look <laughs> at the games. You, no, I know, I know exactly. No, 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 no. Let, me make, let just, me make my point. Let me make my point and then you can come back at me. Let me make my point. Uh, you know, I get to say, we didn't play great and we got beat. And they've now beaten these two teams here. And when you look at the record against the different sides, there isn't. there is only one defeat against any of the teams we've played who are currently in the bottom eight of the Premier League, and that was at home to Brentford. Now, they still have to play uh, Brighton at home, Newcastle away, Leeds at home coming next, of course, Burnley away and Norwich at home. But there is only one defeat in all the games we've played against those sides. It is, of course, different when you look at the top three, and it's always going to be different when you look at the top three. But my, my question, and I'm not making a point necessarily, Tom uh, Looms, apart from the fact that they've had a very good record against teams down the bottom, which has not always been the case in the last couple of seasons. So my question to both of you is, is where are we as a team? How do you assess what kind of side we are right now? Well, I, th- I think we're in an excellent position. You know, as a team, we're, we're an established Premier League side. You know, well, there's, there's no doubt. And even then, we thought it was going to be a difficult one for Bruno Lage coming in, very much learning what the Premier League's all about on the job. Uh, obviously, the squad, uh, you know, I mean, it's, he, he had to get an understanding and uh, get, his, get us playing the way that he wants us to play, implementing his ideals. So we, we're way ahead of where we should be, uh, if, if you look at that. There's never, there's never a doubt that we're not going to be in a, in a relegation scrap because we've got too much quality, you know. But what I am saying is that you look at the games and the chances that we've had, and they we're off the back of two fantastic results, albeit against two teams that are struggling. Uh, Palace was a poor performance. I think everyone held their hands up there. The West Ham, there was there was too many big names dropped for that, in my opinion, that we could have went and got something. The Arsenal, something that we've not done in four years, is is lose a game from a winning position. We should be sitting in fifth place. We should be sitting in fifth place, right one point behind United, saying, oh, squeaky bottom time. You know, it's, it's one of them putting as much pressure, looking up rather than looking down. And that's exactly where we are. So, but the important thing about that is, is, is keeping the squad. There's players that are playing out their skin that, of course, is going to be attracting uh, uh, teams from all over the world, uh, even more so probably the Premier League, because they're sitting and they're, and, and they're doing it in the Premier League and it's important that if we are progressing and it's hard to say that we have to keep hold of these players and add quality to it you know but there's still a lot of games to, still a lot of football to be played uh, I'm sure there'll be teams above us dropping points we're, we're off the back of two two wins but we have to be looking up we have to be looking at, uh, at fifth place in my opinion uh, and like you say with a little bit of luck a nice run of games teams above you dropping a couple of points yeah, both places still up for grabs, and I know you're laughing there. You're probably looking at Tom giving him the big head, saying, "Oh, he's he's on that magic coffee again." <laughs> but you know what? That's where we are as a team. We we, we dominated Everton, and okay, that they, they are struggling. It's going to be a test. Another Leeds, Leeds like they won today, but they're fighting for their lives again. These are the games that we we should be picking up points. We shouldn't be dropping them. 
Uh, Aston Villa after that, okay, they've 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 uh, they've been they've been beat today, so there's going to be a reaction there. Newcastle are flying high. I don't see us dropping points here. Well, we shouldn't be dropping points with the quality that we've got. Man City comes to down, and then you you know what? Then it's down to Bruno Lage's uh, tactical nouns to 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 try and uh, work some magic and get something out of these games. But I tell you what, fourth place should be Bruno Lage's and the players' target and say let's let's just let's just go and try and win as many games uh, from now till the end of the season and see where it puts us. But I don't think we'll be very far off it. Yeah, I think that there's only probably the top two who are a massive threat. Probably Chelsea a little bit, but the top two who we've got to both play. We've got to play Man City at home. We've got to play Liverpool away the last game of the season. But they're probably yeah. the only two teams that have caused us big problems in the the time that we've got into the Premiership. We've finished back-to-back seventh, 13th. We're up there or thereabouts again. It just shows you how far this team and this club have come in such a short time, winning the championship pretty easy, the way that we played. But it's all about recruitment, making sure that we get the right players in, make sure we keep the players that we've got in the club. Um, but for me, so like I don't think there's anybody to fear. Like I said, there's nobody to fear in this league uh, with the way that we play. We make it difficult for teams. So like I said, there's only the two teams above us. Oh, sorry, the two teams at the top who, who probably are above everybody else. But apart from that... There's no reason why we can't go out there and play teams. We beat Man United, we beat West Ham, um, uh, we beat Villa, um, we beat, we drew with Chelsea, which I think we were unfortunate in that game as well. So if you look at that, the teams that we are playing, there's only the top two that have caused us yeah. big problems. And, and that just shows you the quality of this team and the togetherness, knowing how they play, knowing the formation that they play, um, great um, contribution to the team getting the keeper that we've got as well which has made a massive difference again I know he's pulled off a few good saves today again but as a team we are difficult for teams to break down if we can just get that balance right going forward a little bit more okay as we did against Watford even though say Watford were a poor team I thought the other night I think they struggled we will make sure that we keep challenging Nine games to go, four of which are against teams in the top ten. One of those is Villa, who are below Wolves. So only only the games against the top three, Man City at home, Liverpool and Chelsea away, and both the Liverpool and Chelsea games are in May as well. So we will pretty much know roughly what we're in for by the time we reach those. I mean, I, I you know, we joke about Looms being the one who gets carried away out of all of us. I genuinely think there is an opportunity there if they continue their form against the teams down the bottom, Tomo, that they could well be in for something quite special. Yeah, well, I agree with Looms about team selection in the the West Ham game and the Arsenal game. I think that maybe we got might have got it a little bit wrong in what we played to offer anything against West Ham. So West Ham were a team that we were challenging for. So was Arsenal. Now, if you look at that, if we like a different formation or a different team selection on there for whatever reason it is I'm not it doesn't matter now anyway but for whatever reason it was maybe we got it a little bit wrong for the team selection in those two games and if we had just pushed on a little bit which were tight games there were tight games we could have got something out of it but it just shows you how far we've come that we're talking about looking upwards rather than oh mediocre team in the in the premiership we're not a mediocre team at the moment on present form and the way that we're playing because I think that, like I said earlier, I think there's only Liverpool, uh, Man City 
and I think Newcastle that have got more points than us since the turn of the year, mm. I think. And that just shows you the quality and the way that we've played. I mean, it's been really impressive. Let me get, before we sign off, we, we could talk about this all day and, and get carried away. There was still plenty of games left to go. Uh, Looms, come to you for a man of the match today. Who would you swing for in the end if pushed? Oh, I'll tell you what. <laughs> you know what, we have, we've been talking about, about Neves. I thought he was, he was outstanding today. You know, I think... Uh, you can't you can't look much further, you know. I think on the ball, the, the assist, you know, it's he, he is he has been outstanding for us, and he, and he was excellent today. He was a big part of how we played. We were dominant with the ball. He used it well, never gave it away. He read the game well. He, he cleans up for his the grass that he must have covered today, uh, and like that 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 pass, but he just put a little bit of reverse on it as well. Probably won it for me. Yeah, I can't, I can't look beyond Nevis for me for watching him here again today. Um, for me, he was probably the one player who just dictated the game. I think that he controlled everything. He knew what he was doing. Um, and look, what he does on the ball when he's under pressure, when he's got the ball and got time. He he just makes it look so easy. And that just shows you the quality of the player is. And I tell you, he got better and better as that game went on. We've not had time to mention. We'll talk about more. You just mouthed it. Johnny. Johnny. Yeah, I thought he played well as well. Dennis Reuter, I think, you know what I think that played well? He was more advanced in that second half, but also as well, I thought that he linked up pretty well with Den Donker, who was more advanced as well, where he had an option. And that was the other thing what I meant to say to you. We know we're playing well when we've got options on the ball. We had three or four options for near enough every pass today. And that just shows you this, uh, the way that we play and the quality of our side at the moment. It was really impressive. Chris Wallaby, thank you very much indeed for being with us as ever. Andy Thompson, thank you to you too. Thank you everybody for tuning in on this Sunday afternoon. Another Wolves victory, back-to-back -back wins after three defeats in a row. Suddenly everything is feeling oh so much more positive and Connor Cody will have one of the greatest weekends of his football career so far. Hope he enjoys it. Finished Everton nil. Wolves won. We'll see you all soon.